Hello and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Fiona Bennett. And I'm Michael Schaefer. And it's really great that we're able to share with you this month's conversation that we had with actor Andrew Scott. It was an absolute pleasure meeting him and talking to him about the poem that's been a friend to him. Yeah, we had a really lovely conversation, really lively conversation with him, and uh, we're very grateful to him for giving us his time. It occurred to me, Fiona, listening back to this episode, that this one perhaps really benefits from having the poem in front of you whilst you're listening to the conversation. Now, obviously, some people will be listening to the podcast on the move, but perhaps if you are in a place where you can get your phone out and have a look, it will be on the episode notes um, of the podcast, uh, as we do with every episode. It's great to be growing the ways in which we can connect people with poems and for that to be happening in lots of different ways. Part of the way that's happening is through the usual ways of following. So if you aren't already following us on Facebook or Twitter, you can find us on Facebook with the Poetry Exchange page. And on Twitter, just search for the Poetry Exchange and you'll find us there too. I don't think we should hang about, Michael. Let's dive in. You'll be listening to myself and Fiona talking about Love by George Herbert, the poem that's been a friend to Andrew. It might be a nice way to start if you fancy just reading out loud for us your, the poem that you brought along. Yeah. Mm. Love bade me welcome, yet my soul drew back guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack from my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, ungrateful, ah, my dear, I cannot look on thee. Love took my hand and smiling did reply, who made the eyes but I? Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame? My dear, then I will serve. You must sit down, says love, and taste my meat. So I did sit and eat. Where did you uh, come across this? It's actually quite new to me. I was thinking about poems and I've always loved poetry actually. I've had a relationship with poetry uh, um, since I was a kid. We used to do these um, kind of poetry competitions, I suppose you call them. Kate's like reciting? Gone. A little bit like recitals, mm-hmm. yeah, and sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, Lovely. And you do Seamus Heaney or yeah. Paul Durkin or W.B. Yeats or a lot, it's a lot of the Irish poems. Because, mm. of course, mm. in those kind of, that's where I would have learnt about what acting is. So if you're sitting there and some, uh, your peer is eight, that's, and you go, my God, he's done that so brilliantly. I understand that. I didn't understand that about the poem. Mm. But it forces you that only your way is going to be right for you yeah. so even if a, a, some kid says the poem in a completely different way you have to try and 
do it your, your, yeah. your own way. But this poem has been a friend to me because I, I associate it a lot with um, Catholicism, Catholicism a little bit, mm. um, which is something that I feel I've escaped from. We grew up in Dublin and it was very Catholic uh, kind of up, upbringing. And um, I think since my Catholicism lapsed, you know, in my adulthood, I, like I think a lot of people of our generation have looked for something to replace it. And it's why I think spirituality and mindfulness and all that stuff that mm. everybody really looks for now. Mm. Um, and so the idea of um, love uh, in its really simplest form, and the poem is called Love, and um, uh, really appeals to me that actually you resist it and you resist it and you resist it and you resist it because you think because of this guilt and shame are mentioned a lot which mm. are to my mind very associated with Catholicism mm. and something that I really struggled with about um, not so much anymore but certainly in my youth about shame and guilt and all that kind of stuff and that you actually that the attempt from with all religions I suppose is to get somebody to sit down and love themselves in some way um, and the idea that you're undeserving um, of that is just is a resistance that I think we all we all feel. Um, and from to my mind, that's wrapped up a little bit in feeling ashamed of myself or feeling that I wasn't deserving of of love. So the the I think it's beautiful when he when at the end he says, "So I just sat and so I did sit and eat." It's very poignant to me. Uh, it, it's wrapped up so much in that idea of you know um loving yourself and because i i do feel i do feel that that um that's something that is the key to our happiness because you can't give it out if you don't have it mm. for yourself mm. it's just struck me as uh funny that um you, you know you've brought one where the com there is a conversation you know the poem within itself it, is a conversation within it, quite you know? quite yeah so um yeah and there is there is uh, it is. It's kind of dramatic in the sense there's dialogue in it. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, but this one, this one, um, I don't know. Something like I think with all art, I don't know. Weirdly, last year doing Hamlet, the word that I said in the wings every night before I went on was love. It's weird. I mean, I genuinely didn't say that to, just to sound like you know wanky about it. Just go. But that to me is what like all art is it's somewhere in there mm. somebody said to me that uh, our art is the purpose of any art is to teach us how to live a better life mm. and to live a better life you've got to love and some in some way and and something just being really simple because hamlet for example is in a, a play about revenge and grief and murder and it can be you know there's a lot there's war in there but i essentially I think it's a play about people who are struggling to love each other or struggling to hate people that they actually love. And, and just to say that word, that I love those people, uh, because there's a pressure, I think, in this current age for us to, um, to not love people, to have a stance, because we're so angry that the world is separating so much. But it's to try and, to try and understand. Um, and I think the first, the reason why I think that's so beautiful here is 
is that love, uh, when he says, love made me welcome, it's the first thing. <laughs> it's not like there was any struggle, you know. He says, yeah. welcome. And he uh, a sweetly questioned if I lacked anything. What a brilliant thing to say. Mm. <laughs> if I imagine someone saying to you, if you do you lack anything? Mm. I think we could all answer that really directly, you know. If someone asks you a simple question, it's much easier to give you a simple, mm. Mm. simple answer. It sounds to me as if you've been able to sort of reject Catholicism because you've somehow just really clarified something for yourself which has taken its place. Yeah. And for me, I think, yeah, religion has served a purpose. Yeah. You know, and it's about coming together of people mm. in a community yeah. and singing together. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, stories of what it is to lead a good life. Yeah, you exactly, know, exactly. Serves a lot of really useful things and actually we're all trying to find our way to, to get back to some of those things for ourselves. Exactly, that's exactly it. That the, the, um, the, the idea of community, mm. you know, that, that idea of, mm. of trying our best and... Um, but I suppose it's just that there were things, you know, I suppose in relation to sexuality or just morality that, mm. that I felt I just disagree with. So there is a religious aspect. He says, truth, Lord. Mm. Mm. Yes, I thought that. It's almost like God is love. Love is yeah. God. And when, and, yeah. You know, and of course that's got a whole bunch of religious connotations, that idea of God yeah. is love. But it, yeah. it, in the way that you're talking about it, yeah. uh, kind of love is your God almost. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, well, that's, that, yeah. I, that, is, that is what I feel and I do feel that. It's so lovely this, in this poem, the, you know, the personification of love in these little individual acts like you were saying right at the beginning that, mm. but quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack from my first, it drew nearer and quickly, you know, mm. sort of caught me, could see yeah. that I couldn't come in. And so actually that idea of physical presence yeah. is very strong in this poem. And quick-eyed. You know, this is what we can, yeah, lovely. Wow, what a it? gorgeous thing, love, somebody yeah. who's quick-eyed. Quick-eyed love, isn't that great? Mm, yeah, quick-eyed love, it's so beautiful because mm. of that, that idea that, you know, if you are, if you are loved, you're able to be, you're able in a second to see if somebody is upset or vulnerable yeah. or... What somebody yeah. needs. Or what somebody needs. Mm. It's quick eye because it means that you are really observant. So beautiful. And I don't know, it's kind of light in a way that's mm. nice. You know, some, mm. you know, it's not it's not serious. Yes, there is that physical thing. Yeah, love took, took my hand. Yeah. I mean, that's just uh, such a deft move, isn't it? To kind of just go, the poem's called Love and love is a person in a room. Yeah you know yeah. and to and to simultaneously escape any problem of romantic love or exactly you know we're, exactly. Not, we're not in that yeah, room at yeah. all no. um, and we know we're not in that room yeah. um it's 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 amazing and, but what's so beautiful about it is that i suppose in a way you could be in that you could be in you that room be in you know room. like yeah. you could go yeah as as what happens so much i think can happen in relationships is that people feel they're not they're not re that you resist it you go that actually mm. You know, in the sort of Hollywood scenario, we think, oh, yeah, I love somebody, therefore I can be with them. But I think what, what happens a lot of the time is people resist the people that they love because mm. it's too much or they feel that they're not worthy of that love. Mm. Um, or, um, 
you know, that it'll some, it'll some way it's going to hurt them because the love that, but the love isn't within, you know. Mm. So if I do mm. think that if you don't feel like you're worthy of it, you can't, you can't get access to the thing that you actually really, really need. And um, that's terribly sad. I cannot look on the, Conor McPherson has a beautiful, um, I think it's in the weir. I can't remember what the exact line is. And he says, he loved her so much he couldn't look her in the eye. Hmm. So amazing. Oh God, it kind of breaks my heart that. Yeah, that, that says it. Yeah, I cannot even look, can't even look at the thing that, that yeah. I need and love. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is, we can be in that room in this poem too. Absolutely, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's actually not the way I, it's not the way I relate no, to it in a way. No, but, it's, no. it, but But in a way it could. No, that's, it's great that you're bringing, it's great that we're discovering that yeah. about it. Because I think, you know, yeah. like you, it's not my first, because yeah. of the tone of it somewhere is not that. Yes. But actually it's significance in that yeah. way of loving one yeah. another is huge, Yeah, actually. Yeah, it manages to include the possibility of all of the yeah. various kinds of love yeah, I think you can exactly. think about without yeah. specifically pointing yeah. to any yeah. of them. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing. It is. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about um, truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame? My dear, then I will serve. That's the one bit I go, oh, I'm not quite sure what's happening yeah, there. I, yeah. So I'm okay. I'm like, I'm, I have marred them. I've marred my eyes. I'm okay there. And then yes. let my shame go where it doth deserve, which is not here, even yes. though I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame. Yeah, it's, it's it's left, isn't it's it? Left. It's, it's totally sort of left. the one moment in the poem where you go, ah, yeah, yeah, because that that doesn't seem like my dear. Then I will serve. Seem like an answer to that question. No. It, um, the fact that there is that sort of break in the line, yes, sort yeah. of, it seems to indicate that there is there's just some space where that question is left mm. hanging. Yeah, exactly. It's quite theatrical in a way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you see that, Faye? I mean, there's a question about what, who is saying, my dear, then I will serve. Yeah, that's true. Potentially. Oh. Oh, gosh. My dear, then I will serve. So that's, I took that as love serving. So did I. Serving the Yeah, he moment. says, I will serve. You must sit down, says love, and taste my meat. So I'm going to serve you. Yeah. So but it I, could be. But it could be. But, um, whoever the, what we're calling the visitor. The, the visitor. Yeah, exactly. So the visitor could almost be saying, my dear, then I will serve. And love says, you must sit down. <laughs> oh, love. yes, wow. Yes. Oh. The question is an extraordinary question. Mm. And know you not who bore the blame. So if I were to say that in... In a colloquial way, you'd say, well, who's to blame for that? Whose fault is that? Hmm. And it's wonderful that that would be um, left open. Because in a way, I suppose then that's suggesting that 
by not responding, by there not being a direct response to this question of um, whose fault is it, mm. it's kind of almost suggesting to me that it's just not a relevant question. Yeah. Mm, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. lovely. There, there, there's nothing helpful down that route. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is, as you say, it's an irrelevant. So, okay, so let's say the answer. Let's say he was got the answer to that was, it is, you know, my ex's fault or my granddad's fault. What? What are you going to do with that? Where does it get you? Yeah. How does it move you forward? Yeah. It's very interesting that he says, "And know you not," says love, who bore the blame. That he says that rather than and know you not says love who is to blame. Yes, mm. who bore because the who blame. bore the blame is a completely different thing. That's right. I suppose what it is is it's like that thing you're you're playing small doesn't serve the wo- world. Mm. Yeah. So that if the all-encompassing, um, non-specific love, as this is, which covers all 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 the loves. Is saying, come, what well, you're welcome, and I, I'm saying, no, no, I can't, I can't come in, I've got to go, 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 don't look at me. It seems ridiculous that somebody would say, no, I can't come in to love, doesn't it? Mm. You think, mm. what? Just go mm. in, mm. and he has to be persuaded. I mean, I just for me, it's just a moment of going, that's taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Not dismissed. It's understood to be full of all that difficulty and pain mm. but it's it's taken care of yeah because if you fixate with that then we're not gonna exactly sit here together matter. exactly so just let's just let's, and it's not it's talk just, let's just yeah mm. it's not talk yeah. is it and people talk a lot <laughs> you know i love talking but you know and it's mm. again you know in the theater the mm. great the great actors are the ones who are able to listen. So that like, you can have a line that means one thing on one particular night, and then on the next night can mean something else. You know, if you're alive to the other person, if you're listening to the other, mm. the other mm. person. Mm. And the That's idea- That's getting of, harder and harder to do. It is, isn't it? In the world, I yeah. think. Well, yeah, the whole idea of a hashtag at the bottom of a screen now is to sort of type in your, what you think, so it's, it's rather than, hmm. it's not to sit and eat or sit and watch or sit and listen. It's to make your voice heard, hmm. even if you don't want to speak. And sometimes hmm. we, should have, we should be allowed to reserve the right not to say anything. I just want to ask because you, you said a few times it's come to me yeah. or it's recent. I just wonder how, you know, how you first met it or if you've known it for a long while and then you've just picked it back up no somebody somebody sent it to me somebody very close to me sent it to me great um and um it it uh saying that um i would love it you know and uh uh i did (laughs) yeah yeah soften the way i love when people send you things that are bits out of a book or Mm. a picture or something that you go because it's really it's quick eyed isn't yes. it you go that it's person person would, per, person would you go I, 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 yeah. it's, a, it's a lovely thing to be able to do love love bade me welcome yet my soul drew back guilty of dust and sin 
But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack from my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, ungrateful, Ah, oh, my dear, I cannot look on thee. Love took my hand, and smiling did reply, Who made the eyes but I? Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says Love, who bore the blame? My dear, then I will serve. You must sit down says love, and taste my meat. So I did sit and eat. That was Michael with the reading of Love by George Herbert. Thanks again to Andrew for letting us share the conversation with you. So we're recording this on International Women's Day and it just struck me that it would be great for people if they haven't already to explore some of the episodes and in particular some of those featuring fantastic women poets and indeed the voices of our visitors. And Prayer by Caroline Duffy is one of the episodes that comes to mind and Trisha's story of her connection to that poem and the difference that it made in her life. If you have a listen to an episode or two and you feel inspired to do so, please do head over to iTunes and give us a review or a rating there. It really helps. So we mentioned last month that uh, we're going to be in Manchester doing some exchanges. That's going to be in April. But if you want more details of that, if you go to the contact page on the website, you can sign up to the newsletter where you'll get any updates about the podcast and any future events. It's been really lovely for us to revisit this conversation and I hope you've enjoyed listening too. Thank you for being with us. Thank you.